Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name, because it's all about Jesus living life on purpose for him. And I'm so thankful that you're here. We are here to encourage you and inspire you to draw closer to Jesus and lean into him and listen to what he has for you today. So today's podcast is going to be called Let's Go with Rachel Joy Barbeau. I mean, come on. Hey, Rachel, how's it going? Hey, love. How are you? So good to talk to you again. So good to talk to you too. You guys have to follow Rachel on Instagram. She's such an inspiration. She's so encouraging, always smiling. She's an author, a dream joy coach, speaker, retired national sportscaster, which is awesome. You go girl, you know, standing up there with the guys, like big guys. So great. (laughs) Founder of I'm Changing the Narrative, which we'll talk about that a lot in this conversation. And then you're a mental health advocate, which I love. So mm-hmm. tell us what's God doing in your life? Woo-hoo-hoo. Um, so much. So, so much. You know, I just got married last month. So yes. um, coming up on two months of marriage on the 5th of February. Yeah. And um, so we got married, then we went to Costa Rica on a honeymoon, and then we had the holidays, and then we had the new year. And it's just been a whirlwind. And I made a post about it the other day for people that say, what's the big deal? It's just a piece of paper. And I'm like, oh my gosh, is it a big deal? Like it is so many things. My husband, I said, and, and it's on my Instagram, but my husband, I said, is God's love letter to me. He's the, I, I told you so in real life form, you know, he is, it is a intimacy that only God could author. And it is, I get to be with this person for the rest of my life. I get to wake up with him. I get to hug him. I get to love him. And even in our hard times, it is, um, that is my best friend. And it is also marriages, um, so much of a humbling too. It's slipping letters underneath doors that said, I'm sorry, you know, or, Hey, I know I didn't mean to, but I know I hurt you. Or um, it's, it's just the most beautiful thing that I'd always wanted and wished for. And um, God had it for me. I just had Mm -hmm. to trust him and trust his timing. And so, and and it's the neatest thing too. God has also authored this, this time. So we get married in December and normally I am um, on the road. I'm usually speaking three to four times a month. For whatever reason, God authored this January to not be on the road at all. And so for the first time in like two and a half years, I got one full month at home and it happened to be the full month, the first full month I was married. Amen. So I, I got to sew into, I get to sew into my marriage as this is winding down. I'll leave, um, uh, not next week, but the next and, you know, and I'll be out on the road a ton, but I got to sew into my marriage. I got to sew into my children. I got to, um, you know, sew into my household and, um, and, and, and just pour into Jesus in the new year. I just finished a 21 day fast and awesome. the Lord was really, really speaking to me in that. And so, yeah, it's, um, I, I, sometimes I'm looking up at God and I'm like, okay, okay, God, you're so good to me. But yeah. in, in those times, I remember also the times where I was on my face in, uh, in my prayer closet and crying out to him and just absolutely, you know, broken. And even in that brokenness, he was walking with me, my friend. Yes. I want you to talk about trusting him and trusting his timing, because this is such a spiritual conversation with you. I'm so Mm -hmm. thrilled to just hear your response to what trusting in God is to you, because you waited, 
You waited Mm -hmm. for your husband. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about what trusting in him and trusting in God's timing means to you? Oh, um, it means so many things. Um, I will tell you what, what it includes. I think some people think that, um, trusting in God means I there trust you, God. Ooh. And you're ah. over here and you're just, ah, ah, you know, and you get your hands yeah. up and you're like, yeah. you understand it and you're happy all the time. And I trust you. Yeah. No, I love that the Lord allows us in our human frailty, allows us to shake our fists at him, to uh, question, to, to cry out, yeah. to ask him, to ask him to reveal himself, to ask him to show himself mighty. Mm-hmm. I love it that God can handle our anger, our questions, our unfaith, our lack of faith. I, I love all of that because there was, there were many, many times in my walk before Christopher, where I just said, I give up, you know, or, um, or uh, why God, I remember, I remember many times from the fetal position, heartbroken, heartbroken, um, over people that I now know, I thank God that God took away from me and thumped and thwarted because it wasn't supposed to work out because I was supposed to be led to Christopher. And, but I remember many times being on, you know, the fetal position with my hands up and going, but God, I'm honoring you. I'm honoring you in my tithe. I'm honoring you with my body. I love you, Lord. Like, why are they married? Why is that person having a kid? Why, why not me, God? And uh, I remember I, I told somebody this recently. I remember just before I met Christopher, I'd come to this beautiful place of surrender where I said to God, even if not, you are enough. If you never mean for me to be married, Mm. if that is not what is in the cards for me, you are enough. And I was looking into adopting at that time, a sibling grief. Um, I'd taken the past classes. I remember doing those classes as a single person and everybody else being a couple in there and many, many people thinking I was insane, but a few people that were in my inner circle understanding the calling on my life. And, and, um, it wasn't long after that, that I met Christopher. And I, I do believe in my own spiritual walk that that surrender to God, that complete surrender, um, also released Christopher to come into my life because, because for me, once I said to God, you are enough, right? Like Mm -hmm. he knew that I had that dependence on him, that relationship with him, that love for him, that faith and that I trusted him. And not long after that, Christopher came walking into my life. Yeah. And I think the other beautiful part of your story, I love how you called it came to this beautiful place, but Mm -hmm. another beautiful part of your story is that you're a retired national sportscaster, the -hmm. first female sportscaster to have her own show on Sirius XM, right? Mm -hmm. On their college, on their, yeah, you did, you did on their college stations and Yeah, I did that for many, many years and I walked away. This is for everybody who's terrified right now. Mm. I walked away while employed by Sirius, while getting checks from Sirius. And I remember sending the email and saying, I'm retiring. I'm done. And, um, and my boss is saying, if you ever want to come back, we love you. If you ever change your mind and and I said, thank you, but no, thank you. I, I don't, I, I'm not going to change my mind, but I do appreciate you so much. I appreciate you you're making me the first female host on the collegiate stations. Yeah. I appreciate all those things, but my time doing that role is done. I knew I was called to greater 
And I knew as my girlfriend, uh, Gina said, who poured into me, she said, you know, Rachel, the, the years that you were a sportscaster were simply a runway for what you're doing now. It, it created the relationships, it created the openings, it created the trust. And, um, and yeah, so in October, 2019, while still employed, I, I left, I, you know, I went to the edge of the cliff and I said, okay, God, I'm terrified, but you told me to do this. You mm-hmm. told me to do this. And, and this would be my message to any mama, to any daddy, to any person who's listening to this podcast. And they're terrified. They're terrified to leave the job. They're terrified to move to the new place. They're terrified to take the leap of faith. If you feel like God is telling you, he will be there with you. He will not forsake you. And let me tell you something. If I was a biblical character, I'd be like a pile of salt, you know, because um, I remember, you know, I, re- I, I retired in October 2019 and I had 30 engagements on the books for um for 2020 and I was so excited pandemic hits and within two weeks time I watched him go cancel 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 every form of income I have to support the movement to keep a roof over my head and I remember saying what are you doing to me God like you told me to retire did I hear you wrong did I mishear you right and um and I remember, you know, having a, like a soul crisis for a couple of days and I felt like quitting. I'm changing the narrative, this beautiful movement that focuses on, you know, self-love and purpose and passion and platform and mental health and right. interpersonal relationships that had swept the country. I mean, we were over 40 colleges. We were working with Customs and Border Patrol, conferences, uh, police departments. And I remember saying, what are you doing? And I felt defeated. I remember being in my bed for a couple of days during the pandemic when we were locked down. And I thought, um, I felt like quitting. I thought, well, what can I do? I can't do anything. I can't go out and speak. All my engagements are canceled. What are you doing to me, God? And finally, he said to me, do people need you? Yes. Do they need you now more than ever? Yes. Um, do you have a ways to meet, to reach them? Yes. That's social media. That's your phone. That's the internet. Yes. And so I went about becoming, I, I got out of that bed. I remember on the third day, which the third day is so is obviously so prophetic. Right. And I pulled myself up by, by my literal bootstraps and I said, world, here I come. And, you know, I made the devil quake and I became, taught myself how to become the best dang Zoom speaker there ever was. I called every one of my schools that had their budgets frozen and couldn't spend any money. And I said, I'll do it for free. I'll do it for free. And, um, Right around that time, the Big Ten hired me to consult every week, kick off their weekly meetings with their with their home office. And so I just began to pour into people like nobody's business. And then in 2021, when we were allowed to travel again, I came out guns a blazing. And that was really all because of God. Amazing. I'm reading a book right now by Lisa Churkhurst, and she's talking about the book is called It's Not Supposed to Be This Way. She talks Love about that book. Right. Oh my goodness. She's great. Like, I love her. I love you too. Like y'all are awesome. Um, but in this book, she is talking about the struggles in her life. And then after the struggle has happened or, you know, the bridge into where you're looking back at it, she's like, but look what God did in my life. And while you're talking, I'm listening to the struggle, but that's not where God ended your story you know, but what did you do? You cried out to God. You were seeking God saying, what can I do? God, God just saying, go to what you can do. And I think that's so important for the person listening as a let's go moment, because, Mm -hmm. you know, God calls us to be still and know that he's God and he is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength, you know? 
And so you Mm. going out there and using your gifts and talents is just so encouraging to me because I see you as this high energy person, someone who, you know, is like, let's go. And you're using Mm. that energy for good. And then you're calling Mm. out when God is saying, you know, Hey, this door shut, God, you are good. You're showing me this, like you're listening to him and you're seeking him through that. So I think it's so important for the person listening, the bridge that's happened here, the oh no, this door has shut. God, I'm seeking you. I'm seeking you. What do you want for my life? And then the let's go moment from that. I don't know. That's kind of random. No, I, I, I love it. No, I, I, I don't think it's random at all. You know, and I'm reading this other book that my daughter got me for uh, Christmas because I'm writing a book right now. And, um, and, and the manuscript is due in May. And that's also, I feel like with being married and slowing me down a little bit is, <clears throat> is you know, giving me time to write that. But in this book, um, that my daughter gave me, it was the sweetest thing at Christmas. She said, here, Rachel, I thought you could have some books to be inspired by while you write your book. And I'm like, how precious was that? First of all, but she says to me and the book, it says there is no Hebrew word for coincidence. And so I don't believe that that came to you, that God put that on your heart. I was just talking to a, a woman this morning, um, a friend of mine, that's also at a school and we were catching up doing some personal catch up and work catch up. And I was telling her about, um, you know, uh, family planning and, and being adopted and my heart for adoption as well. And, and she said, oh my gosh, we've just been talking about adoption. You know, we've had our struggles and miscarriages and whatnot. And she said, I just feel like God, you know, brought that up on purpose. And I said, yeah, there's no Hebrew word for coincidence. So right. you didn't get that bridge. You didn't take from that. Um, and, and I love, you know, Lisa's book. It's not supposed to be this way. I think every one of us can point to things in our life that weren't supposed to be this way, but God was still there in those, in those times. Mm -hmm. He has been with me when I've been face down on the floor in my prayer closet. He's been with me when I lost my mom. He's been with me when I lost my dad. He's been with me when I've lost everything. He's been with me when I almost took my life. Mm. You know, he's been with me in every step of the way and he's never forsaken me. And so I think people need to know that there's not going to not be bridges because there's going to be bridges. There's going to be a heartbreak there. Life is heartbreaking. We live in a fallen world, um, but we hang tight. We cling to Jesus. And we know that our, our riches and our forever is, is glory with him forever and ever. And yes. you know, in this afterlife, and this is just, but you know, passing sands. And yeah. we know that we get eternal life. We get eternal yes. life and enjoying yes. times like this, you know, having this conversation with you is so fun. And I pray for the person listening that you are enjoying this time as well, because we're Mm -hmm. celebrating Jesus. We're celebrating God. And we're so thankful for the gifts and talents that he's given us to be able to go out and broadcast his love, you know, be able to do what he's called us to do. And that just, man, that gives me energy. It pumps me up. So talk to me about your book. Cause we're not, we have, we cannot skate over that. So tell me, (laughs) tell me all about your book. Yes. So right now, I mean, they have the, they have the license, um, to change it, but right now it's called chasing joy. And, um, and I, the cover everything, like if I didn't know me, I would pick that up like in a heartbeat, like believer, not believer. I would pick it up because who doesn't want more joy in their life. And, um, it's the stories that uh, molded me, that shaped me, um, that shaped the movement places. I've been things I've seen, um, stories I've heard, and then there's applicable 
kind of at the end of it, there's, you know, ways that you can apply it to your life. So it's not a memoir. It's part memoir, part, um, part Mm -hmm. self-help. And I'm so excited about it. Like, so excited about it. I'm like, and as a matter of fact, you know, it, you know, I would also, I would also encourage people to keep the main thing, the main thing. Um, you know, January is a time where we all have all these goals. We have all like 25,000, you know, we have all these goals to be better, to lose 10 pounds and eat healthier and, and um, be more present with your kids and all these things. And, and I'm not saying all those goals aren't, aren't, you know, uh, very, very important, but keep the main thing, the main thing. And so maybe it's you add, I've heard people talk about, maybe it's you add one goal for a couple of weeks. I think they say it's like, you know, three weeks to, to create a habit. And maybe that is spending time with Jesus in the morning. And you add that goal. And then when you master that goal, then you add in another goal. I tend to be the type of person mask off just being radically vulnerable. I tend to be the person that wants to, okay, I've got my 30 minutes over here on my finance. I've got my um, hour over here on my Spanish. I've got my 30 minutes with Jesus. I've got, sometimes it's too many goals, like too many things I'm trying to accomplish at the same time. And God's saying, like last night I was in the bathtub and I was like, I did like four things, you know, like while I was in the bathtub, listen to four things. And Jesus like, shut up and slow down and be quiet. Yes. Be still for a minute, like be still. And so I say all that to say is I had another opportunity to join like this book, uh, this book project where it was, you know, it's a bunch of authors. Right. And like, they say, Oh, we're going to get you to the Amazon bestseller. And I've already been approached for one of those. And my book people gave me the opportunity to do that. And I wrote that back in December. Well, here's another one. And what God, I was about to say yes and take the call. But what God revealed to me is you, you prayed for years for your own book deal, yeah. not for a co-book deal with, with other people. That's amazing. Yeah. You need to keep the main thing, the main thing, girl, you pass on that and write the book that I put in your heart yes. that you have fought to get. And you write and you write with those words I gave you. And so, Amen. yeah, I would just, that's what the lesson I'm always about lessons in my own life that I can share with other people. That's what God's putting on my heart. Keep the main thing, the main thing. Doesn't mean it's not good to eat healthy. Doesn't mean it's not good to, uh, to do all these other goals in your life, but master the main thing mm-hmm. and then keep adding in those goals as they, as they, you know, you see fit. Yes. That goes back to trust him and trust God's timing. Trust him and and trust God's timing. And then, you know, of course you came to this beautiful place of surrender, which is again, Mm. what you're talking about. I mean, this is just, this is how God works. He wants us to keep it simple, keep it simple and bring it back to him. And you know, the last question is, I love it. You have your mom's Bible out in front of you. (laughs) Oh, Mm. I just love it. What Bible verse is helping you in this season? Okay. So, um, my, this is a really uh, awesome story for the last question. So we always thought, um, that we always thought my grandmother's from Mexico. We thought that her grandfather was from Spain and we, we had a feeling we've been told, um, my grandmother looks very Mayan, um, had a spot on me, um, when I was born that they, they thought was directly tied to being Mayan. So we knew Mayan native American, um, from my grandfather's side, my, my mom's, my grandmother's uh, husband. So my mom does a genealogy test a couple of years before she passes away. And she finds out that we are not 1% Spanish. We are actually Jewish 
31% Jewish, and we were we were uh, Jews masquerading as Spaniards. I, my understanding is to be Sephardic and to um, escape religious persecution. And so my mom really got into like messianic, um, the messianic faith before she, she died and she passed that down to me and I got to go to Israel in 2018 and go there knowing that that was my lineage. And I had possibly the most, um, jaw dropping, and I'll give you a little taste of this. It's in the book experience ever. I was at the, I was, um, at the garden too. And a lot had gone on. I'll go into more detail in my book, but a lot had gone on and, and, it, and it ended up where it was me and two people from our group. The rest had already gone into the tomb themselves and some other people were going in. I told them to go ahead. And so there's the three of us in there and I have a picture of myself I and mean, I'm just wrecked. I mean, bawling. My face is like, we had taken communion. We had praised. We had done all those things there. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to step out of the tomb and I hear God say to me, my girl, and I'm stepping down to step out of the tomb and I hear him say to me, my girl, whatever you say is the worst thing that could happen to you. I'm going to be with you. Mm. And um, I remember thinking, no, you know, lose my job, lose my house you know, like what, what could be this thing? Right. Right. And, um, and, you know, it's kind of going through my mind, but we're there, we're at the garden tomb, we're moving on. And I, and I think about it, you know, but then it just kind of passes, right. The moment passes Mm -hmm. and I get home and two months later, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. And what the Lord was trying to tell me was that my whole world was going to fall apart. Mm. And that our healing was going to come in heaven. Yes. But that he would never forsake me. Mm. And I, that's why I love God. Yes. Because what a beautiful father to, to hold me, to warn me, to try mm. to tell me your world is about to be rocked. It's about to mm. fall apart in ways you cannot even imagine. But I got you and I have not left you and I will not leave you. And that's the God that I want to share with people because so many people have been hurt by other people. So many people have been church hurt. So many people think, well, my mom abused me. So therefore God must not love me and he's not real. Mm. We live in a fallen world, hurt people, hurt people. Sin is real. The devil is real. And um, so all that to say, is I just treasure, I have my own Bible that's falling apart, but I have two different Bibles. I go back and forth with, and this is my mama's Bible. Yes. And so this morning I wake up and I get into the Bible and I just open it up and just very few places in here. My mom and I are people that have written in our Bibles. And so I tell people that write in your Bibles, but the sweetest thing in the front, it says, presented to Georgia Grant Kelly, which was her name. And it says from myself (laughs) and she had given it to herself in 2014. And So what I opened up to this morning was um, Matthew four, and it's a little bit more than, than, um, than just a verse. If I can read it to you, then Yeshua was led by Ruach. And I love it. That's the Holy spirit in Judaism. And he was led into the wilderness 
to be tempted by the devil. After he'd fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are who you say you are, tell the, tell these stones to become bread. But he replied, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the highest point of the temple. If you are who you say you are, then throw yourself down. For it is written, he shall command his angels concerning you, and upon their hands they should lift you up, so that you may not strike your foot against stone. And Yeshua said to him, again it is written, you shall not put Adonai, your God, to the test. And what I love about this particular verse is my mom, it's in her, in her handwriting to the side, it says the devil is a liar. Okay, mm. so that's in my mama's handwriting. He's in heaven now with Jesus. And then at the bottom of it, in uh, Matthew 4, 10, it says, then Yeshua says, come to him, go away, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship Adonai, your God, and him only you shall serve. This is where she wrote another note. And she says, then the devil leaves him and behold, angels came and began to take care of him. Mm. And my mama, 10, 10, 23, 16 wrote, angels came and took care of Jesus and they take care of us too. Amen. Just yes, love it. They will. I love it. Yes. I love it so much. Yes. Since we're surrounded by <laughs> such a great cloud of witnesses, Amen. you know, and Amen. yes, I, I like yeah. to think that's those who we've lost, you know, yes, I do too. I do too. I yeah. do too. I do too. I think the, I think, um, I had a friend, we, our mom, my mom and his wife shared a cancer doctor and he's a, he's a, uh, power five coach and he has a great, he had a great take on heaven. He said, I, I think they're too busy in heaven, praising God to be here all the time. Mm-hmm. He said, but I do feel like the Lord gives them, you know, a day pass to come see us, you know, the Lord lets them come visit us. And yeah. so I imagine my mommy, you know, uh, checking out the, she wanted a VW bug in life. She never got it. So I imagine her checking out her heavenly VW bug and boop, 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 and she comes Enjoy down it. and she, yeah. she visits me for a day or two, or she, you know, she comes and, and she came on my wedding day. Um, yes. for those that believe in signs and wonders and, you know, yes. getting married without your mommy is hard. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so she, I didn't know this till afterwards, but she loved butterflies and, um, I found out afterwards that a yellow butterfly, which was her, my favorite color, a mm-hmm. yellow butterfly came and danced all the way down my bridesmaid's head, circled us while we were giving our vows mm-hmm. and left. It was caught on camera. And if that weren't enough, I had a little pin of her that was attached by a very sturdy pin to my dress. And so just after the butterfly, uh, in the midst of me giving my vows to my new bonus children, um, the pin pops off and lands in between Chris and I. And so for me, I had asked my mommy, I said, and I'd asked God, please let her show herself to me on this day of all days. You know, I needed my mommy. Mm. So I just want anybody who's lost somebody to be encouraged. Signs and wonders. Signs and wonders. And it's one thing, and I haven't shared this on the podcast yet, but my dad had passed January 2nd. And sorry. Oh, thank you. And I don't really know how to process it. I don't, I'm not really, I don't like, I don't know how to cry really. (laughs) Like, I just don't have the feelings that come up, you know? Um, but praying for signs and wonders, it it sounds like that's something that you've done. 
I, I have because I needed that. I don't, I don't want my mom. I don't believe like I don't, my, my mom's not in a place where she sits next to my bed. Oh, Rachel, you know, mm. like, I don't want that. Like, that's not, she's in heaven. I know where she is. The moment she departed my body, her body, the moment she departed that, I've never seen such a peaceful, I, I never knew, like I know now, and I want to share this with people, yes. that our body is literally just a show. You are spirit, you are soul. And if you love the Lord, the moment you are gone from here, you are there in their midst. And I will tell people, the only thing that gets me through grief is knowing that my people, that I will meet them at the pearly gates with Jesus one day, and they will be whole and healthy. Right. And we will live together forever and ever and ever. Amen. Mm -hmm. And if you want to put me to the test, there have been many, many, many doctors, many, many, many thousands and thousands and thousands of people that have had near-death experiences mm -hmm. that have been to heaven, that have experienced the same thing. And there have also conversely been people that have died and gone to hell and spent time in hell and felt like they came back and changed their lives and felt like they wanted to tell people that hell is a real place. Wow. And so, um, we need to do another podcast. <laughs> yeah. So let's go, let's go, let's go, let's get people to Jesus because, you know, God's put gifts and talents in the person who's listening right now. And that's not meant to be pushed aside or to be ignored. And that is what Rachel is all about. Like encouraging you saying, let's go take the lead. Yep. And, you know, as we wrap up here, just thank you so much for your time, Rachel. I definitely want to respect your time and I'm so appreciative of you and how you're living on mission. It's so encouraging. Um, and I, I do want to ask you if there's anything else that you want to yeah. share. Um, but before that, I just want to encourage you all. If you're on Instagram, follow Rachel Barbeau and it's the last, you know, spelled Rachel and then B-A-R-I-B-E-A-U, just really encouraging stuff. That's going to point you back to Jesus stuff. That's going to encourage you in your morning and you do have a book coming out. So we'll be following you and we'll be supporting you through that because you're our sister in Christ one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but to, you know, we, we want to encourage you through that and get your book and encourage you as a sister to keep doing what God has called you to do. Just like I hope for the person listening, someone is doing for you, you know, we're all in mm. this together. So is there mm. anything else you'd like to share? Um, just, you know, I would say to people, what's happening for me is, um, uh, what's happening for me in 2022 is just, I, I, I thought I was completely surrendered, but even more surrender is happening in my life. And, and I'm saying, God, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? You know, we met through, um, Christy Johnson, her amazing ministry. I called her up the other day and said, let me know how I want to be. I want to go into prisons with you. I feel, yes. I feel so led. Like, let me, let me, I'm going back. I, I give my testimony and get to give an altar call at a, at a uh, Christian women's halfway house. I've been doing it for almost 10 years. I'm going back first Sunday in, in April. And I, I mean, I'm just, I'm like, Lord, you tell me where you want me to go and I'll be there and I'll go and you'll make the way for it. And I know you will. And so I would just ask people um, to sit down and have a conversation with God and say, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? What relationship do you want me to repair? What sorry do you want me to say? What thing do you want me to let go? And then just be quiet. And, and he will tell you through people 
He will tell you through, um, he'll tell you through um, music. He'll tell you through your books. He'll tell you through your study. He'll tell you through scripture. He will, he will tell you. I mean, there was a, a point in my life where um, I had been called to purity and had was waiting for my husband mm-hmm. and, um, and very, you know, and very, very, uh, in, in, in line with God on that. And there was a time where, and I'm not ashamed to say this, where I fell out of that after my mom passed away and I started to do things my own way and on my own timeline mm-hmm. and God used people, sermons, people that love me, family, right around the same time, multiple people to speak life into me and speak purity and speak the word, the, the word, what he wants. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that that rededication of purity on my part and my now husband's part is the very reason why we are married Amen. because we submitted and said, we messed up. We love you, Lord. We messed up, but we are going to resubmit ourselves to you we're going to be pure. And when we walked down the aisle to each other, it was as if we were white as snow mm-hmm. and um, as if we had never known each other before. And God has blessed that. And so Amen. I would just ask you where, where God wants you to be obedient and where he wants you to go and what you want to do. And mm-hmm. I would also leave you with this, do it afraid. You know, I know the Bible says fear not, but we are human. Mm-hmm. And there are many times I do things afraid. There are many times I do things um, where I know I'm an outcast or I know that people, I make people nervous. Guess what? Jesus made people nervous. He made people nervous all over the place. Right. Yeah. And so do it afraid, do it when you make people nervous, do it because the Lord told you to do it. And don't worry about the world. The world says, don't you worry about the world says your treasures are in heaven. And mm-hmm. I want people, I want, I want God to say in heaven, I was great. Not on this earth. I was great. I don't care. That's, that's the next, I wrote it down. Um, and this is the next one that says, but whoever keeps and teaches them, the one shall be called great in the kingdoms of heaven. And what he told me this morning in my word was, don't you worry about what the world calls you. Don't you worry about what the world thinks of you, Rachel, you're going to be great. If you follow me, you're going to be called great in the kingdom of heaven. And that is your goal. That is your goal, my daughter. And that's what I heard this morning in my quiet time. Wow. Wow. Somebody just got freed of something. (laughs) I mean, seriously, because God is not a condemning God, all sin Mm. falls short of the glory of God. And whatever that thing is that you feel weak in, God is stronger and just seek him through it. Like you said, seek him, trust him, trust his timing, come to a place, a beautiful place of surrender. Somebody just got freed of something. Amen. Yes. 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 Amen. Hallelujah. I was like, Maybe it was me. I think it was me. Yeah, me. It could have been me. I'm telling you. Know, the other thing that uh, that that I know, I always know with the ruach and and just studying this, like, and I've known this for the longest time. But when I have chills, when I have chills, head to toe chills, I know the Holy Spirit is present yes. when I'm talking about Him, when I'm doing His work. When I get chills out of nowhere, I know the Holy Spirit is present. And when you were saying that somebody just got free, mm. I like I have them right now. Just chills going over my whole me body, too. which tells me that that the Holy spirit is with us. He's in this conversation and he's leading and guiding it. And you know what? You can make any script you want for a podcast, but when you leave room for the Lord to go where he wants to go, man, he'll take it and he'll make it. I'm changing the narrative as a perfect example. I never in my mind's eye could ever think that we'd be doing 
prison ministry, customs and border patrol, law enforcement in multiple states, high schools, 50 plus colleges. But when you give your life to God and your plans to God, and you say, here I am, Lord, take me. Mm. He will blow your mind. Amen. 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 I just keep getting this imagery of getting baptized. I don't know why. Like I keep getting this imagery of getting baptized. Like God wants to make something new in your life. You know what mm. I mean? Like the oldest mm. gone, the newest here. I'm just like, yeah. I love you, but see, this is like you, like you are so seeking the Holy spirit. And so thank you for being a friend. Thank you for your patience with me. I miss our first scheduled recording you guys oh my gosh it was terrible it was terrible oh no, but thank you for you thank you for seeking jesus thank you for showing up and just bringing your a game and your your mission on i'm changing the narrative i'm so happy for you and i'm here as a sister supporting you and i hope to like all your stuff and share it and just i'm so excited to get to do this with you as a sister in christ so Thank you for your time. Well, you are very welcome. And one of the things I've been doing in 2022 too is just open up my Rolodex. So if there's anybody that you're like, I, I see you know this person. Like, as a matter of fact, I need to introduce you to Coach Dar. Um, her name's um, Darlene Santori. And she is this mindset coach, but she loves the Lord. She works with the Lakers and she works with the Jazz and she works with the NBA and the NFL and yeah. I mean, she is, she works for corporations, but she loves the Lord. And so I should introduce you to her to have her on your podcast. That would be amazing. Um, yeah. So like anybody Thank that you. I know I can introduce you to, I would love to do that. And I know that you spoke with somebody um, from Warner and yeah. I tell you what, that visit, I was there for three days and I, woo, we got, I got to come back and talk about that because it know. just rocked my soul. Those yes. kids, those people, how hungry they were. Yeah. Yes. Scarlett <laughs> loves you. She's the director of admissions at Warner university and she spoke so highly of you. So I'm sure you're coming back soon. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Cause she said she invited everybody to attend that chat either online or in person. Yeah. So yes, yeah. that is so amazing. I love that down in central Florida. And of course, Don Barton is, has been on the podcast several times, but she is an author and she was on, I think she still is the Amazon bestsellers list. I'm not sure how that works, but when her book came out, she lives here in Pensacola. And when yeah. she's, she's friends with Emily Lay, who is also a best-selling author and all that. And awesome. they've been sisters and supported each other through publishing books. But yes, my Rolodex is Don Barton because she yeah. would love you. And she's so yeah. full of joy. She loves like colors and happy stuff and all that. So, and Jesus, the main thing, <laughs> the main thing, the main thing you yeah. keep, and, and I'm telling you all this other stuff is happening in my life. All this crazy, beautiful things are happening in my life because I'm keeping the main thing, the main thing. And that's it. And like yesterday I missed my little quiet time. And I, at the end of the day, I recognize I missed it. Didn't mean that I didn't pray and talk about God and all that, but I missed this. And I went back and jumped right in this morning. And I was like, oh, it's so good. It's so it's good. So my good. old preacher says, get hungry for the word. Get hungry for it. Like you're going to sit down to a, you know, to a, a free for all, a bonanza, you know? So, Golden uh, Corral. <laughs> yeah, girl. Golden Corral. Don't hate on it. <laughs> I love you. Thank you so much for your time. At the end of every podcast, we always pray, Father, decrease us and increase you. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. 
Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi, y'all. This is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakinn.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest.